Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown and The Return of Summer. We return thought, of Summer. Well, we thought fall was right around the corner, but nope. We just got a little taste. Yeah. And summer came back. And I, I can't believe it. It's like, oh, oh school's starting. Boom. 98 degrees. 90, and humidity. <laughs> I am so happy I could live in this. Oh, my. You you, so, you can. I mean. Oh, I certainly can. We're freezing right now in this room. But, yes. But other than that, you like outside the humidity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Must yeah. be that tropical blood, bro. I cannot do it. I don't I mean, have tropical blood, but. Well. Maybe I do. You, your mom's from the Azores. She's she's from the mainland. She's from the mainland. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, mom. Sorry, so, Dulce. I didn't mean to say that. From the mainland, <laughs> but uh, but the Azores are beautiful too. I yeah. want to go there as well. That's so, awesome. Yeah. She's from the mainland. Yeah. Now, Portugal is more like. Uh, is it like it's a, dry? It's dry. It's not. I wish or, we it's had not that. Humid. Okay. Yeah. It's actually kind of like, uh, like California, like Southern California. Wow. Yeah. I've heard great things. Yeah. I can do the dry heat. So. Totally sorry about that, Dulce. I know you like to listen. You know I love you. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I never know what the climate's like. You know. Yeah. I haven't gone far outside of the United States. Cool. I haven't gone anywhere. So, speaking of traveling, Jesus took the road less traveled, did he not? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Sunday was awesome. It was. It was such an interesting message. Yeah. because uh, I've heard countless messages on the woman at the well. I know. And it wasn't even about the woman this time. Mm. And Pastor Zach was saying it really could be a three or four or five part series with all that he wants to cover. So we don't even know if we're in the beginning of a series. I mean, sometimes this happens. This is what's great. It's like, let's see what happens this week because we don't yet know if we're in a series. Of course, of course. But it's great. I mean, you know, there was an ode to Italy. Speaking of foreign nations, there was sort of a crack second service of an ode to Italy where the colors they used, I don't know if you, if you remember this, the colors they used. Oh were yeah. Green, on the tra- white, on red, the, yeah. yeah. If you, if you saw the visual, <laughs> if you have not seen the visual, go watch the yeah, uh, watch live the stream so you'll, yeah. you'll see what, what we're talking about. Cause it's the map of Israel yep. and uh, it has the different roads mm. um, that Jesus could have taken. And they yeah. were colored in the different colors of the Italian flag. Which I do want to park some time. It may just be the teacher inside of us mm-hmm. and the pastor and whatever. But, you know, Pastor Zach's mind gets hung up on the same things that my mind mm-hmm. does. And as I'm reading the passage, I am also noting that John is using the word had to. And, and you know, when you break that down, there's some type of, there was this compelling inside of Jesus that mm-hmm. he needed to go through yes. Samaria. And uh, while it was the most direct route, Pastor Zach said a three days journey as opposed to five or longer, it was not the common route for the Jews at this time. Because they didn't want to go through Samaria. Correct. And if you've watched any of The Chosen, you've seen that that very interesting interaction with the Sons of Thunder. I don't know if you've seen this. I have but, not. Okay. It's I a really cool interaction. Yeah. We get a, a picture of what it's like to be, you know, Jews versus Samaritans at the time. And they're really doing a great job of depicting this. And Pastor Zach communicated it in the time that these passages were recorded and Jesus was living. You have certain despised people groups, one of which were the Samaritans, the others were the tax collectors and the sinners and the prostitutes. And yet this is where Jesus was compelled by the Father to go so many times. So the fact that Jesus was compelled and needed to go through Samaria, which was countercultural at the time, you know, brings up so much for us individually and personally to flesh out. And so as we look at this, obviously we want to take a look at what it means 
scripturally, but also in the broader stroke or broader scope, what does it mean to us as a church? What does it mean to us individually? Mm, mm. So there's a lot going on there here. Is. And I think that what we're, what we're being called to by Pastor Zach on Sunday is let's look at this story primarily through the, the lens of Jesus mm. and the heart of Jesus and where Jesus wants to go. Yeah, because that that is the key takeaway: is where does Jesus want to go, and where is He taking you? Mm-hmm. Um. So, at the beginning of John four, um, I'm reading from the New Living. It says Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that He was baptizing and making more disciples than John, mm. though Jesus Himself didn't baptize them; His disciples did. So He left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Yeah. So I think that even that, those preliminary verses set a stage. They really do. Because the Pharisees didn't want Jesus. Mm. And so Jesus, but Jesus is ministering to people. His disciples are ministering to people and his movement is growing. Yeah. But from this opposition. Yeah. That is that's that's what we're called to by John in those in, in those good. in those um those first verses is there's an opposition here. Yeah. And so Jesus is out of that because he knows what they're thinking. So he's taking this purpose purposeful journey mm. through Samaria to meet with a woman. Yeah. Cause he knows all things. Mm. And Jesus doesn't do anything unintentionally. Right. And as Pastor Zach said, he doesn't do anything that the father doesn't tell him to do. Yeah. Hey, you see this right here. It's interesting what you're bringing out, how John is setting the stage for us in these writings. And earlier on in John, John says in John 1, 11 and 12, I believe it is that he came to his own. Mm-hmm. He who is Jesus right. came to his own, but right. his own did not receive him. Mm-hmm. But as many as did receive him, he, Jesus, gave the right and the authority to become children of God. Right. So Jesus is crossing these cultural barriers, which we always look in, in the light of the Samaritan, right. but kind of looking from the Pharisaical point of these guys didn't want Jesus. Right. Right. And and because G- Jesus is a rabbi, Jesus knows the scriptures. So even just that phrase, he came to his own, yeah. it's he came to those who were like him in a social status, who who were the religious leaders, who were the ones who were supposed to they know. should have known. Yeah. They should have known. Yeah. So he goes to them, but they don't receive him. Mm. And and you see this in so many of the parables that Jesus teaches. Yeah, he's painting this picture of, uh, you know, we go to like the, like the the parable of the feast where they sent out an invitation for the wedding feast, and and nobody wants to nobody come. Comes. And then in the end, the master says, just go out into the roadways and and ask any homeless person, any yeah. person that you find, anyone that's willing, and invite them. And yeah. that's what we're seeing. I know. In this, in this parable, mm. uh, not this parable, this, this story. Yeah. And I would say even for, for John to be recording these things mm-hmm. at this time, wherever this letter was going to go from John, this recount of the life of Christ, it would have been known to those who were Jews. Mm-hmm. Like John is making an emphatic point. As Pastor Zach said, Correct. Jesus had to go. He needed to go. Right. He was compelled to mm-hmm. go through Samaria, which speaks to, okay, there's even some lost tribe here. This is even part of the lost tribe that Jesus is going after. Mm -hmm. He's not leaving any stone unturned. 
He, which is the stone that the builders rejected, has become the chief cornerstone. Mm -hmm. And although he's not welcome in his own hometown because they're continuing to see him the way that he is or or the way that they think he is, he's not received. So he goes to where the father has already communicated to him there's Mm -hmm. going to be a work here. And I, I think looking at it from the biblical perspective, it's like, okay, we're kind of in line with the story. We're understanding what's going on. I like to say recount rather or mm-hmm. account because sometimes I guess I've been hearing that story is like, it's not made up. It's right. not. Yeah, know. no, I, I, I felt funny saying that too. It's, but no, the account. Yeah. yeah. As we look back on yeah. what's actually taking place. Um, but part of what I want to draw out here is where Pastor Zach was bringing us on, you know, you have this direct journey, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more harder. It, it's harder. Because you're going to be facing some things culturally. You're going to be facing a number of different, even just realities that, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm, nobody else really travels this way. Right. But sometimes the harder path, the more direct path is the way that the Lord wants to take us. And due to a number of different factors, we'll kind of be okay hanging out on one side of the wilderness or the other. Mm. We're kind of like, hey, as long as we get there, it's okay. But I don't know how you, how you feel and what your sense was, but in the message, part of what kept coming to me is that the time is short. The time that we're in is so short that we have to be emphatic. We have to be direct. No longer is there room and time to be hanging out on these peripheral journeys on the side. We need to take the direct path to what the Lord is trying to do. Although there's something to be learned in the journey. What are your thoughts on that? Well, so... As we continue reading, because I had never noticed these things either. Uh, I just kind of skipped over them as like, okay, yeah, John's just telling us like where where this was and like what this happened, like like what happened. And so if you keep going in verse four, it says he had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sikar near the field that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Mm -hmm. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well uh, about noontime. So all those little details of, oh, it's Sakar, and it, this is the, the plot of land yeah. that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, which, as Pastor Zach pointed out, actually went to Joseph's sons. Yeah. Um, and there was a well there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Pastor Zach did a, an excellent job of, you know, like, calling us back to the story of Joseph. Uh, no. um, and you can really see how there's this whole redemptive yes. process to this yes. journey. And that to me is, that is the way of Jesus. So mm. if we had to, if I had to give a name for the road that Jesus wants to take mm. in your life and that he wants you to take, it's, it's this is the way of, the, of redemption. Yeah. So, he redeems us from our sins, yeah. and then he sets about redeeming every broken place so good. in our life. And I think, you know, we can hear this story or, and, and a message uh, from, from a, a pastor telling us about how, like, oh, you know, you could take this road or that road, but Jesus really wants to take this one, and you, you want to take the road that Jesus wants to take. And I think the enemy can come in and make you feel that you have to figure this out. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But we don't figure it's it good. out. It's good. Because I can't redeem myself. Right. Only Jesus can redeem me. It's really good. So I have to listen to Jesus and then allow him to take me where he wants to take me. Um, and as I was meditating uh, uh, today about, you know, 
recording uh, this episode with you, I was the only verses that came to me was from Isaiah where it says like he, you know, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, yeah. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Yeah. Because when we think about the road that Jesus wants us to take, we have to think about who Jesus is. And when you think of him as who he is for, as the Wonderful Counselor, mm. um, the Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father, that that eliminates all that fear yeah because he's the one driving yep. and so i just have to submit and follow well it reminds me very much of, of and you know when pastor zach was talking on sunday he was kind of playing out these two points yeah it's not either or it's both and right. there are times the lord's going to bring you through the straight and narrow path and it's going to be difficult and there's going to be times you're going to go on the long way around yep. and there's something to be learned. Right. And it's both and. It's yeah. what you said. It's knowing the heart of the Father in the given matter and knowing that the Lord does want to redeem some things. It reminds me of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord right. with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and what? He shall direct your path. Yes. Or he shall make the path straight. Yes. We often look at everything mm -hmm. as like, oh my goodness, I've got to get this right. Mm -hmm. I've got to get the right, right path. Right. It's the A B plan. And God is like, I can make the crooked path straight. Exactly. You got to trust exactly. him. Exactly. If and, and that's the thing. If you're feeling like I've got to do this, mm. okay, well, that's that's not the right, that's not the right attitude. Yeah. It's Father, I, I'm trusting you to guide yeah. me. Yep. And you know, Psalm 23. It's like he leads me. Yeah. And and so we submit to that. That's it. And even it, part of that is, you know, a, a, a submitting to the order in which he wants to redeem different areas of our past or our life. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, oh, God, I really want you to take care of this right now. Yeah. But right now, because he has an order. He and does. He knows how to address things. He, he's working on something else in your life right now. Yeah. It's so funny because not moments ago was uh, one of our elders, Stephen, he walked in, uh, Stephen Salvatore, and we're getting ready for this outreach event on Friday. It's going to be awesome. And he walks in and he says, man, I just want to be in step with Jesus. You know, I used to run out and get all excited and I'd run out in front of him. Mm -hmm. And now I've just learned to be in step with him. And I was like, you know, I'm so glad to hear you talk about staying in stride with Jesus because most of my life, I've heard the two poles. I've heard, hey, you know what? Don't run out in front of God. and it's almost better to be behind God. It's like whoever whoever didn't say, let's be in step. Yeah. Let's be in stride <laughs> with Jesus. Yeah. We actually can yeah. posture ourselves mm -hmm. before the Lord, just like Jesus, to know, okay, you know what? There, there's a way to go this way. There's a way to go back that way. But even as you were talking and quoting from Isaiah, he's the Prince of Peace. Yes. He's going to govern me Correct. and lead me by the way of peace. Correct. And so even if it's a narrow road, even if it is a more tumultuous road, I know I'm being led by the way of peace. Correct. And so I can trust him Correct. in that. Yeah. But like you said, not trying to figure out, is it the right path? Am I getting it all just right? This place of trust and just staying in stride, staying in step with Jesus, mm -hmm. posturing our heart every morning. Again, you know, we've talked a little bit about mornings and evenings, but really what does it mean? It doesn't, don't, don't put a time stamp on it. Ask right. the Lord what time you should spend right. time with him. But he wants to govern our day. Right. He wants to be with yes. us. Yes. Hey, here's what I've got planned for today. Are you going to be with me? Or as you're getting ready to go to bed, like, hey, I want to communicate some things. We, God is there. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, we can get so hung up on 
oh, am I ahead of Jesus or am, am I behind Jesus in this? And I'm, I honestly, those are not, in my opinion, <laughs> those are not the right questions to be asking. Yeah. It's, okay, I'm trying to, if you want to reorient yourself, which is what we're supposed to be doing, yeah. you know, we fix our eyes on Jesus. So if I don't know, okay, I stop, I pause, and I say, Jesus, where are you? Yeah. And Jesus is going to answer that question. That yeah. It's like there are prayers that it's like if you pray them, he will always answer. He's always going to answer that question. When you ask him where he is, Holy Spirit, show me what to do. He will show you. Yeah. He will show you, but you have to stop. And some of and sometimes it's, you know, that's where we 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 bring other people, trusted Christian brothers and sisters, into our life, uh, where we can talk these things out and they can help reflect Jesus back because they are also empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the the two points that really stuck out to me from Sunday uh was this first one where Pastor Zach was saying, Don't walk in a circle where God drew a straight line. And this is where I was like, okay. We could be circling on the outskirts over here. He, he was bringing us back to Joseph, who was bringing us back to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, mm-hmm. you know, carrying that. We never really think about that, but yep. carrying the bones of Joseph, yeah. which yeah. would be embalmed and entombed like, you know, any one of the Egyptian uh, mummies. Mm-hmm. So they're carrying that around. And it's like, okay, God, really, that was a result of their stubbornness, their being stiff-necked and rebellious. And God says that all throughout mm-hmm. yes. the Proverbs and the yes. Psalms and the, and, and the prophets to communicate, hey, if you stay in stride with me, yeah. it doesn't have to be long. Right. It may be difficult. Right. And so right. We, we tend to look at, okay, we'll get there. I love this point Pastor Zach was bringing. Okay, mm-hmm. the destination is the end. No, every part of this journey. Right is something the Lord wants yeah, with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, when we say uh hard, I think oftentimes in our, we all know what the hard is in each of our lives <laughs> and it's it's it usually comes up as some kind of area of discomfort. Yeah. And so when you feel a discomfort, explore that with the Lord. Yeah. Because he do you think Jesus wants to leave you uncomfortable? Mm. He wants to restore order he wants yeah. to redeem that area he wants to bring you into alignment with the father and with the word of god so yeah and sometimes you know that chafes with us sure but that discomfort it's don't run from that allow jesus to meet you there yeah. he's sitting at that well and he's going to restore order in your life just like Boom. he does with the woman Boom. That word is so critical because all it takes is that alignment. God mm-hmm. is looking for us to cooperate. Let me give you an example. A couple of years back, I was going through this time and praying and seeking the Lord. And the Lord really spoke to me. He spoke to me about Jonah and he spoke to me about confrontation mm. and how most of my life, you know, I'm fighting from a place because I'm not actually dealing with healthy confrontation. So my personal example of this, this path of staying out in the wilderness is not actually confronting an issue or issues head on, but circling around here, you know, kind of hoping it's going to get resolved. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so part of the practice for me has been, okay, when something comes up and I'm feeling that chafing and that discomfort, what is it? It's because part of me doesn't want to have to do that hard thing to confront. But the only way I'm going to grow, the other's going to grow, and I get back into alignment and order, Mm -hmm. and God brings me to this next place, is to do that difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you're following Jesus, then it's not you leading yourself into that, right. into that discomfort. Jesus is, is guiding you through that. Yep. And 
just the just like how Jesus meets that woman, he will cause you to meet that situation and then he gives you the words to say and and yeah, it can be uncomfortable, it's messy and because we are imperfect people. Yeah. But if you're following Jesus, the order will follow mm-hmm. and you you will have the peace. Yeah. It's interesting because as we've been chatting here, I've been thinking about a word from, I believe, Pastor Rob Silva, Sylvia, a couple years back. And he was saying, hey, listen, he came up on a Sunday morning. He's like, I just, the Lord is speaking to me right now. And he's reminding me that sometimes the Lord will take us back around to a place that we've been before. Mm. That may have looked like failure before, but there's going to be a different outcome. Yeah. Why? Because our God is a redemptive God. Right. And so if we take this into this account that John's bringing us to, and Pastor Zach was bringing us to, where Jesus is now coming to bring some redemption to this well, some Mm. redemption to this woman, some redemption to these people of Samaria. Same thing in our own lives. We may find ourselves, it gets a little frustrating. You know, they say if the same thing happens when you change environments, part of the problem may be you. you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So if we find that we keep circling back around to some of these same things, it's important, like you're saying, to have that dialogue with Mm -hmm. the Lord. I love what you're encouraging us right now because we're not looking at that level of of intimacy most of the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're just, I mean, in our church, we understand yielding, deliverance, listening to the Lord. We're really into that. But on the broader scale, you know, we become very routine religious, we read our Bibles, we pray, we're missing the intimacy with Christ where it's like, I'm really uncomfortable now, Lord. I don't know right. what's going on. Right. And, and, and that's where, you know, second service, Pastor Zach, before he started the message, he spent a, uh, a decent amount of time talking about how worship, true, true, mm. true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. Yeah. So it's that, you know, listening in the spirit and yep. and and communicating with God on the spiritual level. Yeah. Um but always doing that in conjunction with the word of God. Um and you know like David says like your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yes. So it's it's both. It's I'm following Jesus and I have his word. So good. And that's what we're constantly teaching. I I'm whether it's a school of the spirit or at church, we're constantly bringing up the same two things. The Word of God, the Bible that we have, and the Spirit, being led by His Spirit, knowing the Word, knowing how God speaks, and mm-hmm. we just can't get away from it. And it's mm. good because it's mm. what we have to govern our lives here on this earth, mm. you know? The other point that I wanted to bring up that Pastor Zach made is, is just, it's kind of just like speaking to me right from this note here is, don't bring the wilderness with you. So my mm-hmm. kids were getting ready to come to the first day of school. And I was like, everybody jump in bed. Daddy's got a speech. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what else to say. So I'm like, daddy's got a speech. But paid, paid attention. Like, daddy's yeah. got a speech. Come oh, that's on. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, guys, summer's over. Whatever was good, celebrate it. Whatever was bad and didn't work out the way you yeah. want, it's over. It's over. Last school year yeah. is over. So good. Who you were is yep. over. You got a brand new start today. Mm-hmm. You know, or last night I was saying that tomorrow. And, and that's the thing. We so often are brought back into a situation that looks similar to a past failure, and we're bringing that past failure into our situation or bringing the brokenness of a wilderness situation into something that God is just looking to redeem. Um, So how important it is to say, okay, I know that I went through that wilderness experience, 
And in many ways, we might still find ourselves in wildernesses. I think that there are multiple times we have multiple wilderness experiences, just like I think there are multiple times in our lives we're having Isaac experiences where we have to lay down that promise from the Lord in order for him to resurrect it and bring it up. But here's the point. We're not taking that wilderness, the tough stuff that we went through, we're not letting that come into this promised land as baggage. It should come as lessons. It should be able to teach us that we can look back on, but it shouldn't be baggage that we're bringing Mm -hmm. into this promised land that we're obtaining. Absolutely. And I think that can even apply to the successes in in some ways too, where it's, okay, I'm, I'm pressing forward um, with what Jesus has for me today. Yes. I celebrate what he did in the past. And that's where we, that's where we, we can look back and it bolsters our faith to continue, but it's, it's going forward. You know, Paul says um, in Philippians, he says, uh, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through, through Christ Jesus is calling mm. us. Mm. And, that's, and that's what this is. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because even he says, either similar or in a different mm-hmm. passage, but what things were gained to me, right. I count them all lost. Yeah. So like you said, whether it's a success or a failure, mm-hmm. it's over. Right. Learn, learn from it Yeah. if it's a failure or even if it's a success. God, you showed up last time. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to show up again this time. And Paul had significant successes yep. and significant <laughs> failures. Like successes that none of us, I, I think, will ever experience mm-hmm. and, and failures that none of us, a lot of us have, will not have experienced because we didn't, we didn't go and persecute and, and, and put christians to death and none of us have had jesus appear to us on the on a road you know in in his glory right 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 right. so and 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 so you have paul saying like forget those things that are behind i go forward that's it for the prize that christ jesus has for me there there is no other way to go i will say this too part of the wilderness experience is hebrews tells us that if they had given mind to the things that were in the past, they would have sought to return. Mm. They ha- you, you, you can get caught in the wilderness. What did they say? We want, Jamal was saying the week before, we want the leeks and the onions that right. we had in Egypt. Right. God's got meat. He's got fruit. He's got yeah. honey. He's got yeah. grapes bigger than your head, you yep. know? Yep. And yet there's this sense of, but it was, it was predictable. It was comfortable back there. God, God uses these wilderness experiences. Again, we're talking right. about multiple things yeah. because yeah, We're on the peripheral absolutely. talking yeah. about the wilderness experience. Really, the Lord is trying to get us in that, in that right. straight, narrow that path. intentional, yeah. Yeah. redemptive journey that he yes. has. Yes. Yeah. So just allowing ourselves to be posture before the Lord. I would say if you find yourself in a wilderness, the biggest thing I learn in wildernesses is, man, I'm just coming through another one. Just submit. Mm. I am like, oh, I just submit. Good. Why'd you just submit? And I'm like, all right, I quit. Mm-hmm. God, you know best. Absolutely. Well, because Jesus is your nourishment. Jesus is <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is our everything. And you know, I was thinking about um, when Peter steps out of the boat and walks on yes. on the water. The only thing sustaining him was Jesus, mm-hmm. but that's all he needed. So, you know, we you can look at when you're thinking about taking a path. It's like I can't step there. I can't walk there. But with Jesus, you can. Sure can. 
and you will have everything that you need. Yeah. I want to say something to that point, Luke, that uh, my, um, my childhood pastor pointed out. I'll never forget it. You know, we often look at Jesus stepping out. My, my older pastor would just tease out the point. He, said, he always said, Jesus didn't walk. Uh, Peter, Peter didn't walk on water. And we would say, what? He walked on the word. Because mm. Jesus said, come. Yes. Peter said, bid me come. Right. And it's like, so we might look and say, well, how do I know Jesus is going to be with me? Well, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll right. never forsake you. I'm right. with you to the end of the age. But if you can't even see that, what you can see is the word. You've got the word that's been given to you. You can step out on that word. And that's a whole other mm-hmm. understanding right there. And we can be confident yeah. in that word spoken by Jesus that all we have to do is step out. And Amen. he is with us. Amen. And he has given yep. us his word. Yep. So any final thoughts, my friends? Good show. Yeah, just, you know, just for all of us to be taking that time to ask Jesus where it is that he's going. And, and that can sound like a very, this is very simple encouragement, but that, that is really the action point from all of this. That's yeah, good. All right, Jesus, where are you going? Um, and maybe before you ask that question, if, you know, if you need to have your faith increase, ask him yeah. and, and say, Jesus, uh, you know, I, I reflect on your life and, sh- and see what Jesus has already redeemed in your life. Yeah. And then from that place, ask him where are you going? Because he's going somewhere and he's been doing something in you already. Amen. That's why you're listening to this. Amen. So he's going to, he's going to do even more and you don't have to worry. If, yeah. you're, if you're having fear, you're having worry, then, then that is not of, that is not of Jesus. Mm, that's good, man. So what you're saying is Carrie Underwood got it right when she said, Jesus, take the wheel. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. To sum it all up. Absolutely. Dave's not going to have any time, but he should totally put that song in. <laughs> Take it from my hand. <laughs> it's been a great time with yeah. you today. So glad. Hopefully uh, you're connected. We love to hear from you. Info at hbc.church. Mm-hmm. But just a good time just reflecting on the message. I guess we'll see come Sunday if uh, we've got a series on our hands. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, school start. Kings kicked off today. And that means school of the spirit starts on Monday. You've yes. got, oh, yeah, you're not teaching Mondays this Wednesday, time. Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I'll pray us out today. God's got something good. Father, we thank you for the wilderness because we learn, but we also thank you for the straight and narrow. Jesus said, broad is the way, wide is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. So, Lord, we lean into that way today. We ask you to help us not get anxious and riled up, making sure we've got it perfect, but to know that we can trust you with all of our heart. We don't have to try to understand, but you will direct. You will make our crooked path straight. You have a way of weaving in even the sidetracks and the derailments Mm. into your perfect will, purpose, and plan. So Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. I'm just reminded I hear right now that you have promised, you said, look, I'm with you even to the end of the age. Mm. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Our eyes are on you today. We thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. That's the breakdown. We'll catch you next week. You're giving me a breakdown.